Welcome to episode 33 of the Original Geek Show. I am, of course, your host, Nick, the Renaissance Man Helms. It's nice to be back here and on the on the Original Geek Show recording a new episode here. And, uh, yeah, episode 33. Um, um, there's almost as many episodes as, as old as I am. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that will be next episode. Uh, but, yeah. So we, I got, not we, but just me, <laughs> kind of, I got a pretty good show today, and um, this is um, going to be fun, um, and then I have a little announcement here, uh, as you know, uh, the seventh episode, every seven episodes, if you're a regular listener, uh, every seven episodes, Kyle joins me. That means that episode 35 is just a couple episodes away, which is a seventh episode. Uh, and that, mean, and Ka- that means Kyle will be back, and we'll be talking all sorts of fun stuff that day, including the new Netflix Resident Evil series that starts next week. Uh, today is July the 8th. I hope that you had a great 4th of July with your family and friends, and you didn't set uh anything on fire and lots of fireworks going off and nearly hitting people and like that did you watch that viral video that's been going around uh that was interesting where the person put the uh big firework in the ground instead of the chute and it exploded and then it went over there by the car which had all the fireworks in it and yeah i don't know if you've seen that it's a good video so check it out we are going to talk about some things, um, some new things. We're going to talk about some old things. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about some comics. You know, we're going to do what we do. But first, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about uh, my my honeymoon that I went on, and we're going to talk about my trip to Disney. So we're going to talk about my trip to Disney World that me and my wife Lacey went on. Um, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm if if you don't mind if I just indulge. A little bit about that trip. It was a fun trip. Um, me and my wife, we actually got married five years ago, and but we never we got married with a justice of peace like a week after we got engaged for reasons, and then uh, we never had a honeymoon either. So we didn't have a real wedding, didn't have a honeymoon, and we said at our five year anniversary we're we're going to have a vow renewal and have a wedding and then go on an actual honeymoon and that was this year and so we had the vow renewal or wedding whatever you want to call it uh of our dreams and then we went on a honeymoon and spent a week in disney with no children and it was we have five kids and in case you're not a normal listener and it was marvelous it was a great time enjoyed myself i've been to disney world this was like my ninth time i believe since 2002 um this was the first time that i've went as an adult without children like i'd went like in in 2002 i was like oh shit um 15 or so i think when we went 15 14 something like that the first time i went 
and then I've been since like I was 18 but um a couple of times like after high school went so I was like 17 and then I went like the next year or something so I was like 18 19 uh and then I've been a several more times but it was like with but but I had children I've never been since I've been 21 without kids until this time it was really fun it was great um drank quite a bit not as much as I thought I was going to mainly because my, my wife uh, felt sick a couple of days and then I felt sick a day. Um, but it, it was a good time overall. Uh, got to go, let's see, let's let's think of some high points that I really wanted to discuss. Was uh, So the second day that we were there, we went to Hollywood Studios. And so, see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this relate to this, the, our, the podcast, to the original Geek Show. And... Went to Hollywood Studios and got to go to Star Wars Land. It was amazing. Just the amount of detail they've put into the architect architecture there. And making it look like you've literally been at the... I can't remember what the name of the... Baku or Baku or something I think is the planet that you're on. Or, and uh, it, they've put so much work into this. And they developed the, the area that you're in has a... A backstory of its own and stuff and they've put so much work into the architecture there and just the characters and the people working there and everything's just so fun um but and then i rode i rode ride of rise of resistance uh let's i'll, I'll set that for a minute uh got to ride millennium falcon smugglers run which was really cool it's kind of like a it's kind of like the ride that they have had for a long time like star tours but you're in a millennium falcon and you get in six people, six people, You and you two people are pilots, two people are gunners, and two people are uh, engineers. And you basically, like, push these buttons and stuff when you're supposed to push them, but you can push a lot of other buttons and flip switches and toggles and all this junk. Um, but you push the ones that, when they light up, and you get, like, a certain points for pushing them, like, faster and stuff like that. And it basically seeing what your score is. Um at the end of the thing so i really wasn't paying too much attention to what was going on the screen i noticed because i was hitting a lot of buttons so i'm not really i didn't really enjoy that as much i mean i like the the way it looked because you're inside what looked like a millennium falcon looks pretty cool I, don't know, I didn't really enjoy it that much as i thought i was going to but i did ride rise of resistance which i had heard tons of great news about great things about um and that was very it's very immersive and you do all sorts of different things when you're in there and go into the, all these different types of areas and the ride it's like basically like five different rides of disney's uh technology different ride technologies that they have and put them on all together so they got like you know audio animatronics they got stuff on screens they got um you're riding on uh, a trackless ride you you go to different it's like watching a show at some point i mean it's you're you're doing like the star tours type thing the audio animatronic uh you uh little parts like kind of like tower terror in a sense i mean just all these different things and rods all put together in the in a great star wars package and it was amazing and i loved every moment of it and it was my favorite ride at that time um that i had ever been on and so it was just great but overall, the area is just amazing. We later that night we went to uh, Olga's Cantina, 
which is the bar, the Star Wars bar. I got reservations for that. I got to have the uh, fuzzy Tauntaun drink, which is really great. Um, my wife had an Outer Rim drink, which is basically a really fancy margarita. But the drinks were amazing, really expensive uh, compared to no other drink. I mean, I, it's just like going to a bar. But it was really cool, that atmosphere. And I just, I, I really enjoyed that part. And just the whole Star, Star Wars land. And uh, it was just, it was a good time. And definitely highly recommend. If you're going to do Disney, then definitely go to Hollywood Studios. Um, I believe it was on day five that we went to Epcot. And found, and got to re- ride the new ride, the Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster, which just opened on May 27th, and I went mid June, so it had only been open for a few weeks. Got to ride that; it was the first thing I rode in the morning. By nine o'clock, I'd already ridden it, and you—it's just so great. It's another ride that's really immersive, and you get brought into the world of Xandar, you know, where the Nova Nova Corps are located at. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, you get to see the Guardians of the Galaxy on the ride. And just, the ride is just nuts. And the roller coaster, it's just tons of fun. And it it's probably the best ride I've ever been on. And I just, I really enjoyed it. And I really don't want to talk too much about it. Because I don't, it's a newer ride. And I don't want to give too much away. But it's very... It's amazing, and it uses a lot of, and it uses like a new technology of a lot of movement in the roller coaster, roller coaster. But then you're moving and doing all these different things, and it's very different than other rides. And I, of course, you know, being a, a geek that I am, I really enjoyed it because it was the it was Marvel. So, and it's, and they had you know. You had the Guardians. You had Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista and, uh, you know, Zoe Salanda or what Salanda or whatever her name is is uh, Gamora, and it was a it was a good time. And uh, Glenn Close, who was the head of Nova Corps, is uh, in the on the ride as well. Terry Crews is in the ride as part of Nova Corps, so that was really fun. And then you got to go into the gift shop afterwards and a lot of cool stuff. They got a, like a big life-sized uh, infinity gauntlets that have all the uh, infinity stones they get with them too. And then they have the iron gauntlet. And I mean, these things are huge. And uh, th- those are cool. I want to buy one, but they're expensive. But then they have all the infinity stones that you can buy. But like it's like an actual, you can, like, you can buy an actual tesseract. And so you can, and then the Aether power, the power stone, all the, all the stuff that you can, you can buy all these infinity stones, like the the objects that were they were in, in the, uh, in the um, in the movies. So that was that's a really cool little place. And one day I'm gonna be really rich and be able to buy all that stuff. Was it this time? Uh, but sorry about that. But it was fun. It was fun times. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Shigo. Go check it out. Go check it out at Disney. I mean, do it. Do it. Do it right now. Uh, speaking of Marvel, though, Marvel has put out a new Disney Plus show, uh, which has been out a few weeks now, uh, called Miss Marvel. If you haven't watched it, It uh, you can watch it now. I think episode five, as of this time, of five of the six episodes are out. So season finale is like next week. Uh, Miss Marvel, which star, uh, stars 
Kamala, which Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, the newer. She's not been in comics long. Um, I, I I've noticed online that this show gets a lot of hate compared to the other shows. And I'm sure that's just those uh, neck breathers that don't like diversity, and that's all good. I mean, I think the show is really great. I've only watched the first episode though, and so it's a very great origin story for Kamala. I really like Kamala. Um, I do think it was very strange that they took this uh, change and made this change to the character and they've given her basically she's basically has like green lantern type powers because she finds these like gets these bangles I think you know uh, bands or whatever from a family member from her great from her grandmother or something like this and that that's where she they, it's basically what gives her her power and it's like having green it's basically green lantern it's a crit she basically has good she's basically the marvel green lantern now in a in a sense and uh except her constructs are purple so she's purple lantern i guess uh so that's a very interesting change i i guess maybe they didn't want to have another person that uh it's like mr fantastic you know they're about to do a fantastic four movie and so i'm thinking that the you know, I think I shared this whenever they put out the trailer that I guess they're not wanting. That's the what they did, so there's no confusion. I don't know, but I mean the comics, it's all fine. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe they think that movie goers are a different type of people and have to have. They can't differentiate between people and stuff like that. I don't know, or they just don't want to listen. Who knows what the their decision was uh, on that, but. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like that though. So I, I, I really enjoyed the first episode and uh, I really got to get more and get caught up. But I've been watching some other stuff. So that that happens. Oh, but anyways, let's move on though. Um, last week I mentioned the, or the last episode, I mentioned the Joker sequel that they're making to the Joker movie. And then I also mentioned how I never seen... Okay, the Joker movie, the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I never watched that, and I was in the process of watching it um, the day I left for to go to my wedding, and then and I I watched like half of it, and then so I finished it up last week or this week, finished watching it, and uh, it was really it's really great. It's really interesting. Um, I know whenever the movie was coming out and they were making a Joker origin film. I was kind of upset because Joker to me doesn't need an origin, but then again, the way that they did it, uh, they did it to where, I mean, basically, you don't really know what's real and what's not real in the movie, and I think that's good, because we don't know, this story is really being told us from the, from the point of view of Joker, and we don't know what he's telling us is true or not, or Arthur Fleck in the movie. It, and it's really, really, the movie does a fantastic job of navigating through the, it's, by telling a story regarding mental illness. And as a person that uh, struggles with mental illness on a daily, um, it, a mental illness on a daily, it's, it's very, I really enjoyed what Todd Phillips did with the movie and how he portrayed that. And I think that's something that you really should have with the Joker character is this mental illness and knowing that 
what you're seeing and what you're getting is not necessarily a truth. It, and to borrow from a, a, a quote from the Joker, um, he said that, you know, if I was going to have an origin story, I prefer it to be multiple choice. And I think that this movie technically, though it doesn't seem like it, really does kind of set up like, well, this could have been what happened. And there was even things that happened in the movie that then we find out later on in the movie didn't actually happen. And that it was, you know, in his mind. But then I really feel like, really, even most of this could have not actually happened. Even the parts that we know that did happen, maybe those didn't happen either. Maybe this whole thing is just all made up. Everything's made up. It could be made up. And then the next movie could be something completely different. Which we know that in the second movie we've heard that um, it's going to have uh, Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. Um so i mean it could be completely different and and it's going to be a musical as well and it just could be just all this weird off-ball stuff that has nothing to do and have still have joaquin phoenix's joker but be completely he could be completely different and he'd be telling the story again and then it's a completely different and maybe there's even a bit of his origin in a sense um that it's that that story is being told differently to her to harley quinn to dr harleen she's getting a different story of how things went for him and stuff so i mean it's just it's just interesting though but i like i like the tie-in with the mental illness and how that plays off and as i said he did todd did a great job of telling a story around that yeah makes sense with a continu makes sense with a comic continuity and also real life aspect at the same time so i like how he how he juggles that into a into a full full length movie and i i really enjoyed it um does it necessarily need a sequel no but i'm interested to see it knowing thinking of it as maybe we can get something different than what we saw in the first movie because his origin story is multiple choice so yeah so that's a good way to look at it that even you know do you even even think of that uh whenever i talked about that last week but now that i've seen the movie and now thinking about it now and talking to this microphone i was gonna say talking to you the listener but i'm not talking to you you know what i mean you know what i mean you know what i mean all right cool Alright, so let's move on from that. Um, let's see. I watched the first episode of Only Murders in the Building. I believe that I talked about the trailer in the last episode. Watched this episode. And then this picks up right where season one ended, where they're going to jail or going being picked up by the cops for the murder of Bunny, who's the, the head of their, the apartment that they live in the building that they live in and who was found dead and mabel's um who's played by selena gomez in her room in her uh room i guess what's called i don't know i'm trying to think of her her building her whatever you know of the apartment building where she lives um 
And so they pick up at the police station, and they're being, you know, questioning each one of them, Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. All the characters being questioned about it. Come to find out the police don't really have enough evidence of thinking. Then There's no murder weapon. The murder weapon's missing. So they... But Mabel should have had the murder weapon on her. So they don't actually have enough evidence saying that basically that it's them. Um, though they're still wanted suspects. And so they decide to end up, you know, looking more into it, obviously. And even though that we're told by the police not to do anything, they decide to do a podcast again. So they'll do a sequel podcast trying to find out who who killed Bunny. And so it's it, they're releasing these episodes once a week. So I believe the second one's out now. I haven't watched it. And so it's going to be a slow trickle. We will come back to and see how it is. How it turns out at the end of the season. And But I can say that I really much, you know, now that, I'm, now that I got through the first season and really ended up loving these people and loving the story, I'm really excited about this second season. And I can't wait to see where it goes and see see these characters grow and uh see what happens in the story and don't know who who's the murderer but very interesting some of the inner workings that are going on as in there somebody's really trying hard to make it seem like the three people in the pod doing the podcast or three main characters are the murderer and really putting the evidence on them and a very interesting way to end the first episode of stuff that happens so yeah all right let's move on to some news um let's see we got um a wonder man series coming out uh which is another which is a marvel character wonder man uh seems that they're going to be doing a wonder man series for disney plus we haven't got like actual confirmation on that or anything that, but I imagine that um, Comic Con is coming up at the end of this month, and I'm sure. And then Disney Plus Day is in a couple months. So if we don't get it at Comic Con, I imagine we'll get all the at Disney Plus Day we'll get the uh, official announcements for that. But we'll see how that goes on. But uh, I do know what we're not getting is more of. Probably it's more Vince McMahon, and this is totally off what we've been talking about. But Vince McMahon is the WWE CEO. Um, there has been some lot of going on, and if you watch wrestling, uh, then then this will make sense to you. But Vince McMahon, who's the CEO of the WWE, has been invest is being investigated by the board of directors for paying off for having an affair with someone and then paying them off three million dollars well then since this has come into light he has now stepped down as a ceo um and his daughter stephanie mcmahon is the interim ceo currently in running the show and since then i think like three other people have come forward of and law and law firms investigating uh working on this investigation for different people like a former wrestler and the first woman referee and then 
some other a couple other people who apparently had affairs with Mr. Man and then he paid them money to keep it hush hush. So apparently over as it read today, over twelve million dollars that he embezzled funds from his uh comp- from the WWE to pay off these people. So that that's nuts. That's crazy stuff. Um Yeah, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, but I imagine that uh I don't think he'll be back as the CEO, as I imagine. I think think his time is done. Don't know how that'll affect WWE going forward. Right now, it doesn't seem to affect it as much. But maybe once everything's over and everything's out in the wash, then big, some big changes coming in the uh, wrestling world. Uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, Money in the Bank was this past weekend. Me and Lacey watched that. Um, the only really uh, real notable things were uh, Ronda Rousey, Defended her championship against Natalia, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and uh, she won that match. But then l- later, earlier in the night, the women's uh, ladder, Money in the Bank ladder match happened. Liv Morgan, who was a favorite wrestler, female wrestler, of mine, uh, won the uh, briefcase to cash in. And then after Ronda Rousey, um, and she had a hurt leg, Liv came out there, cashed in, and cashed in a one on Ronda Rousey. And so Liv Morgan's the new SmackDown Women's Champion. That was cool. And then Austin Theory, who lost his U.S. Championship to Bobby Lashley at the beginning of the show, ended up getting put into the men's ladder match, the last match, and ended up winning that and became uh, the Mr. Money in the Bank. So that that's very interesting, seeing as he's only like 24. He's the youngest Money in the Bank winner. Um, potential will be the potentially the youngest wwe champion if he was to cash it in and win within the next year so obviously um the company's really high on mr young mr austin theory so we will see how that goes a lot of things changing there in the wrestling world so we will see how that how things progress um we got a trailer for harley quinn season three just came out um and uh, a release date of, I believe, July the 28th of Harley Quinn Season 3 coming to HBO Max. We In the trailer, we got to see you know Harley and Ivy uh, together as a couple, really leaning into that. Um, and, you know, just a normal Har- Harley Quinn show shenanigans with Harley and uh, Clayface, King Shark, all the favorites from the other two seasons and things that are going on and just going to be gonna be tons of fun i think so and so if you if you like that check it out you can check it out on youtube now you can check out the harley quinn season three trailer uh, check it out for yourself and then get ready for the the trailer or not the trailer the 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 show starting so i'm sure i'll talk about it as we go on in a few episodes Let's see, Disney Mirrorverse came out. The uh, If you have iPhone or Android, you can download that on your App Store uh, or, or iStore, iPhone Store, whatever it's called. App Store, Google Store on uh, Android, right? I don't know. Uh, but it's a new, it's a new game um, that you can play. It's kind of like uh, there is two different universes, the normal universe of Disney and then this mirror universe of Disney characters and all the characters look are the same people but and they're all fighting all these different evil versions of characters and stuff and you're 
it's very interesting. It's like a little RPG game on your phone. And you and it's very the character designs are pretty cool and like if people are these armor and like su such as Hercules. Let's look at well, let me take a look at Hercules. Is that you know he's wearing a normal bronze outfit, um, a little bit more armor, but then he has wings, like these big bronze wings and and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's just little things like that. Um, different characters can cast magic and have like big giant wands and stuff. Uh, staffs, magical staffs, like the character from Onward, uh, Bell, Milan's got uh, is in there two like with two swords and stuff. Um, Monsters Inc. people have like these high tech gear looking things. I mean, each of the characters have like weapons or type of gear and stuff. They're developed into like four different classes, like a melee class, a range class, tank, and then uh, like a medic type class. Um, can't remember what it is. I, I've been playing it. Um, I actually, I, I got, I don't, I've been playing it every day since it came out. It came out when I was in Disney World. So it's been out for a few weeks now. I've been playing it every day. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool game. Um, and you get these diamonds and, uh, you can use the diamonds to throw into this mirror and unlock new characters, a combination of good characters and bad characters. And it's uh, it's been a very fun game, and uh, of course, uh, as much mobile game as what normal mobile games is, there's a lot of microtransactions that you can do to get more crystals and more characters and stuff like that. Um, but I, I've never poured any money into microtransactions. But if it's something you could want to do, you can do that. So check it out now. Um, it's a free download. Uh, it's called Disney Mirrorverse. So check it out. If you're into phone games, or if you're into Disney, or whatever. Combination of the two. Check it out. Uh, we got another trailer, teaser trailer. We got a teaser trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 coming in September, the end of September. Not on Halloween for some reason, but Hocus Pocus 2, a sequel to a movie that came out when I was a long, long time ago. Can't even remember when it came out. Not in the 90s sometime. Um, I was a kid. But a, uh, a cult classic. Is it a cult classic or is it just a re is it just a classic? I don't know. But a lot of people like it. It's a very popular Halloween movie uh, with uh, Bette Midler in it. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker as, as the Sanderson sisters. There's another one. I can't remember what her name is. Right offhand, uh, the actress's name. But it's fun. It was a good movie. It was really enjoyable, and it's really cool that they're doing a sequel. After all this time, and to see them in the uh, t the world that is 2022, it's going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to be a big change, and to see that, um, I just hope it's good. I just hope it's good. I believe it's coming just directly. It's coming directly to Disney Plus in September. I'm just I'm really hoping that it's good. Um, they, of course, the Sanderson sisters got their original actresses, so that's fun. And uh, but the teaser looked good. The teaser looked good. Not a lot of shown was shown though. So, but it looks looks good. So so far so good. We will we'll see though. We'll see we'll see how it goes. Let's turn it out. Everybody, here's what you need to do. Go ahead and keep your fingers crossed, and then hopefully everything will be okay. Do you do you like games though? Um, do you like games? Do you like game? If you're not a phone game, going back to Disney Mirrorverse. If you're not a phone game person. Then maybe you're a person that likes to play Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Then if so, if you're a Nintendo Switch guy if, or girl, 
and you got a Nintendo Switch, may I make a suggestion to you? A game that's out now, um, several episodes back, I don't know, it's been about 10 episodes since I mentioned it, but they announced Portal Companion Collection, which was a, for the Switch, which was a collection uh, that includes the Portal 1 and Portal 2, made for Nintendo Switch, and get them both together in this companion collection. Well, that game just came out, like last week, and just randomly dropped. Didn't even have an, a release date, but they just said, Portal Companion Collection is out now. So if you want to be nostalgic a little bit and go back and play the original Portal game or the the second game, which is one of the best games ever made. The first one's really good too, but the second game is one of the best games ever made. Definitely my top ten games of all time. Uh, then go go check that out. So Let's see. We got the final trailer for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, um, which is... It, it, Obviously, uh, it has to do with Dragon Ball. So if you if if you're a Dragon Ball Super fan, the new movie Superhero. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, the final one, we got a couple of things being confirmed for it, uh, which is out now in Japan, um, and then it's coming out in America, the dub version, next month in August, and we got confirmation that um, we already knew that uh, Piccolo was going to get a new form because uh, we've seen him glow in yellow. Um, we're getting a Piccolo's getting another form, two new forms basically. He's getting a uh, a godlike form called Orange Piccolo, which is a horrible fucking name. <laughs> so no no ifs ands or buts about that. Uh, but it's pretty cool, orange looking Piccolo. Um, and then also Gohan is getting a final Gohan form. He has like white hair and red eyes, and it looks really amazing. He looks really amazing. I'm a really big Gohan fan, so I can't wait to see gohan get his due and after being pushed to the back burner for so long you know in the cell saga he was like the best person ever and the most strongest person and then it's like toriyama didn't ever want to move on past goku so he never got to in gohan so kind of got depowered in a sense not really depowered but they just stopped messing around with gohan um but gohan is I think he's going to come back as the strongest there is, and again, in the and I really hope that if they do another, if the next anime that comes after this movie and they pick go to series again, I really hope that Gohan isn't pushed aside again. I really hope that they lean a lot on Gohan in this, and you know, we we don't need to follow Goku and Vegeta all the time. Let's see what Gohan has to offer. Um, and also we found out, um, we knew that the Red Ribbon Army was coming back and we was going to get some more androids, but we're getting a new cell, a new cell's coming back, uh, Cell Max is what they're calling them, uh, he's like a ginormous cell, um, so it's not Perfect Cell, as many people want cell, Perfect Cell to come back, but we are getting Cell, as in Cell Max, I don't know if it'll be like the same Cell, or if maybe it's like a clone of Cell, I don't know, um, in a sense, not a clone, I know he's an android. So he can't really clone an android, but you know what I mean, like some a different cell. I hope that he still has like the same memories and stuff uh, of fighting Gohan whenever he fights the final Gohan. I hope that he remembers Gohan as a kid. So I hope there's in, that we get that type of interaction, and it's just not like basically fighting an entirely different person who doesn't remember uh, you at all. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. Let's move on. Um, that's about all the news that I have. 
than I can think of that I have written down. So uh, we're going to move into a couple other things. Um, I have some continued thoughts here for you. Um, continued thoughts where I pick up um, where I watched the first episode of shows. And now I'm giving you, I've watched the whole season of shows, and now I'm going to give you some thoughts. So I watched the whole season of Shorzy finally, um, the Letterkenny spinoff. I finally watched the whole season. Took me a really long time, I guess, to watch six episodes. I don't know why. I just watched too much. I got too much going on in my life. Uh, but I really, really loved it. Really enjoyed uh, how much Shorzy, the, the character evolved as a character and as a person throughout this season of six episodes and on this hockey team and him taking this losing hockey team and making them something and just it's it's been a it was a fun ride it was the normal you get all the good shorzy uh chirping and um you know just hijinks from shorzy and that you got from Letter Kenny, except that we get to see him now, and he's talking all the time. And just seeing the character growth was really great um, for me, uh, being a Letter Kenny fan and stuff. And just this, it was a very great. I didn't think I would ever care so much about a hockey story, um, being hockey being the main focus, but I really, I really did. It was really fun, and it was a great story. And I'm really excited for the uh, season two now. So if you haven't watched Shorzy, or if you haven't watched Leonard Kitty in general, uh, you're really missing out, and you can watch it really quickly. Um, if you have a Hulu, you can watch the seasons really quickly because there's only like six or seven episodes a season, and they're only like 20-something minutes, maybe 30 minutes tops episodes. So you can get through it r a whole season in just a few hours. So you can they got 11 seasons of Letter Kitty and then just the one season of Shorzy, and you can breeze through those pretty quickly if that's what you're what you're what you keep your focus on, and you're good at binge-watching shows. And uh, so check that out now. I also watched the rest of the, um, I was a few episodes behind, of the first season of Halo on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Now, here, here's the deal. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Halo. Um, there were some episodes that, like the whole one that was centered really about Quan, could have done without. I could have just done without that character in general, the Quan character. And I'm glad after that episode they kind of just left her alone and never went back to her. I hope they never do that again. I just felt like that was unnecessary and should have just followed Master Chief. Um, a lot of people don't like the show. And I just don't understand why. As a Halo player, a uh, long Halo player, I have a Halo encyclopedia, I love Halo. Um, played every game. Um, and I, I love Halo so much. And I love what they did. Um, I love whenever the, the camera, you know, was a first-person view. And it's like you were inside Master Chief's helmet or Kai's helmet or one of the other Spartans' helmets. Or, you know, and how much cool it looked. And seeing the Covenant live action. And maybe sometimes the CGI was a little off. I mean, the thing is that it, but it looked video game-like to me at those times. And I think that was really cool. And but I really love those first-person views, and it made it feel like you're like in the helmet, and it, it reminded me of the video game so much. And I thought it was great, and I thought the story was good, and like the main story, and with Halsey and the Spartans and um, the removals of their chips that Master Chief took out, and Kai did too, and just that whole thing with Cortana, and just 
here's what people don't it's people I, I don't know it's here's the thing about the internet is that you give people what they want and they're that you give people something an alternate take on something because they don't want to see like an exact interpretation of something and then they're like no i wanted something really close to the to the exactly just like the game but then you give them something just like the game and then they're like no i want one something nothing like that and you really can't please the internet you can't please people at all and they're going to complain about something and anything that they can find uh, and uh, the comp big complaint for the halo show was master chief's face um was being shown and you saw john a lot you saw i mean and they basically made it seem that that paul uh schreiber or whatever his name is, i think that was his name played uh john master chief that you know that he wanted you don't cast him without you wouldn't cast him as that but and then not show his face um but i don't think that's the deal that that's not the deal and but then people were like well the mandalorian never showed his face but once um he, here's the deal is that one this is the silver timeline this is an alternate universe this is not the the game universe we're in an alternate universe here and also especially this is how i felt after i i feel like there was some storyline that reason why we're seeing master chief's face and i really thought about this after the last episode too um really thought about it why we're seeing master chief's face is because halo the show is not about master chief it's about and it's about john it's about john the character john the spartan john before he's master chief yes they call him master chief he is the master chief we get it i get it but he's not master chief in the sense of the master chief that we know from the game okay he's not that master chief yet yeah, they call him Master Chief. Yeah, he's a badass Spartan. But he's not as badass as Spartan, if you watch the show, as he has been portrayed before in books and on in games and stuff like that. He's not that same badass Master Chief. While he has named Master Chief, he's not Master Chief, you know? And and I and I and I'm just trying to say it different so that way you can get it in your head. What I'm I'm meaning by this, he he's still John. He's still John. He's still John and Master Chief. John, there's John, and then he's Master Chief when he puts the helmet on, but then he's still John. But in the games, we're not getting John. We're just getting Master Chief. He's just Master Chief. He's not John. John yeah, sometimes he gets called John from like Cortana and stuff like that, and you know, somebody but John's basically dead you know john's gone in the games john i mean he's not john anymore he's left that it's like batman bruce wayne type deal okay let's think of it like that that would be better for you better better terms to understand is that batman and bruce wayne is two different people right so and john and master chief are two different people and in this in the games he's just master chief or he's just batman and he used to be bruce wayne right sure, sure some people still call him bruce wayne he's bruce wayne sometimes whatever but he's really not bruce wayne anymore but in this show he's still john and this show is about john the character and john's journey and john's journey to becoming master chief and by the end of the episode after the stuff happened 
with Makey McKay or whatever her name is, the Covenant girl, human uh, person and stuff. And while a lot of people probably seemed it controversial when John hooked up with her and stuff and stuff like that, and people had a problem with that. I really feel like this was all needed to get to where John had to go through this stuff and then stuff with the thing to become Master Chief that we know. And then at the end of the show, he had to give Cortana control of him and then he wasn't talking and stuff. And she said that I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to bring you back. He's going to be brought back, but he's not going to be be John. And he wasn't talking and that's kind of like a sign at the end um, because Cortana had control of his body. Um, he wasn't talking to Kai when she was talking to him. But I think it was kind of like a foreshadowing of Master Chief's not much of a talker um, anymore. And that in Season 2, potential potential Season 2, um, which I think was uh, confirmed that we were going to Season 2 ahead of time before the first season came out. He's not going to be John anymore. He's going to come back, but he's going his everything's going to be changed about him because it's like having Cortana taken over for him, taking over his body and stuff is really going to affect him. And then he's just going to care about the job. And he's, he's going, he's going to have the feelings that, you know, the sympathy, empathy or whatever he got in the thing. But then I don't think, I bet in season two, I'm going to say that if my theory is right, then he's not going to, he'll be, he won't take his helmet off and we just see that you know the and how the sh it ends he looks at kai doesn't say anything uh and then we just see his helmet and it's cracked and everything like that and, I, and it's really makes me play into my theory of he's gonna just be the guy in the helmet you're just gonna see the helmet he, and he may speak some but he's just gonna be the guy in the helmet i mean i wouldn't even be surprised if they ended up doing not even using paul streber or whatever his name is and didn't use him anymore or didn't use them or whatever but then they maybe they won't even use his they'll use steve downs as the voice i wouldn't be surprised if they get did that because a lot of people were upset that they didn't have steve downs the voice master chief um maybe they still use paul schraber as a voice or whatever um but it, it's going to be different and i think that he had to go through all this stuff in the season one to become but he was john he was john and that's what it is is that i don't think people people want to see a certain thing but then they don't want to they don't know what story is being told and then they if they just look at it like this that we saw the story of john we didn't see the story of master chief and that's why he didn't have his helmet on most time because he was john he, he was john more than he was master chief but anyway that's enough of my rant about halo so uh i i did watch other things by the way uh but i watched uh dirty daddy which is the Bob Saget tribute. Uh, this was a show, and it was like a, basically it was a meeting uh, on stage of a bunch of people that Bob Saget um, was friends with, uh, people that he worked with, different comedians, um, different musicians that he was friends with, different people that influenced his life or he influenced their life. Um, and they came on there and they told, basically, it was basically, there was some jokes, but it was basically, so it was really hard to say it was a comedy show. Uh, it was basically a tribute, um, to Bob Saget and his, his career and, uh, you know, Bob Saget died. And just people, you know, 
sharing about his life. Um, they, you know, Chris Rock was there. Um, John Stamos, John Mayer, uh, Dave Chappelle, um, David Spade, I think, was there. Or I can't remember. No, it was not David Spade. Uh, then thinking of a different thing. I uh, can't remember all who was there. Um, Michael Keaton sent a video. It was pretty funny. Um, that, that people, this guy that uh, had been opening up for Bob Saget for several years. You know, Bob Saget did stand-up comedy, and it it was really it was really great. Um, there was really nobody, none none of the. Uh, then they had also had a separate from then uh, that was in uh, that they showed from where they had like a memorial type deal where a lot of family and stuff came up and and they showed video from that and Tim Allen had been there that's where Dave Chappelle was um, Dave or maybe Conan O'Brien I think someone I can't remember David Coulier uh, played Uncle Joey on Full House it was it was it was just a touching uh, thing, and it was just a long celebration of Bob Saget's life and career. A lot of clips, um, and some sadness at times. Uh, it, it was it was really great, and I think that if you ever were a fan of Bob Saget or watched anything that he did, whether stand up or shows or something like that, you should definitely take the uh, the hour or so of out of your time, hour and a half, and watch it on Netflix. You can watch it. Dirty. It's called Dirty Daddy. Dirty Daddy the Bob Saget tribute, uh, take the time, and, uh, you know, he, he was a good guy, and, and, you know, he's a good man, and really funny, and, uh, just, like, it was a great celebration, and, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, and, you know, it was good, so, just watch it on Netflix, and, you know, normally, I, uh, when I'm, so, my first impression of it, basically, was, uh, that it was, it was great, and it was amazing, and, but, and that's really what it is. These, this, and the next thing I want to talk about are first impressions. But the content of them, I'm not going to look them up of the Rotten Tomato score. Not looking that up. Um, I don't know if they have scores, but they probably do. And I'm not going to look it up. And I'm not going to give it a score because you should just watch it. And, uh, and also, I, I don't. It's not that type of deal. It's not type of something that we score. It's just a celebration of one's life and uh, their career, and uh, they deserve the respect and they deserve your time. So check it out. Also, while you're on Netflix, you can watch uh, the Norm Macdonald special, um, the last special that he recorded before his death. But uh, yeah, Norm Norm Macdonald, uh, I think it's called the Nothing Special, actually. So this special was actually he recorded this like in front of his computer because he was going to go in for you know hype of COVID. He couldn't really do his normal stand up. Um, and he had the special, and he was going in to have a procedure, and he wasn't for sure if he was going to make it much longer. And he wanted to get the special out, so he recorded it in front of his computer. And so he's literally sitting in front of a computer, no audience, nothing, recording with headphones on, and recorded the special. And he actually did it all in one take. Did it all in one take. You know they did it in one take because he got a phone call. Uh, during it, and he answered the phone call and said that he was recording a special, and he would call the person back. Um, it was real. It was just uh, it was Norm Macdonald comedy. If you've seen Norm Macdonald before, 
um, any of his comedy specials or just his comedy in general of movies that he's done. It's like Adam Sandler mostly. Um, he 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 was a good guy um, as well. It was another person that we lost, and it was a great special and just crazy that he did this with no audience or anything and just wondering how these jokes because i mean he doesn't know how these jokes would hit because they didn't have an audience to test it on which usually i mean you 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 do when you're doing a airing a film a special you've done your routine so many times and you've done change some things up if they didn't hit different jokes didn't hit to where you've perfected this routine before you film it and this guy literally filmed this one take in front of nobody and it was just amazing that he did that in general and sad that also that we've lost him and then afterwards they had a little panel of people that had watched it together which included adam sandler molly shannon uh david spade uh conan o'brien did i say dave chappelle if not and david letterman um and they were all together and they had just watched it all together and then they talked a little a while about the special and just Norm Macdonald in general and how much they meant he meant to each of them and and he meant a lot to which we knew was going to be a lot from Adam Sandler and you know from David Spade and because in time you know they were on Saturday Night Live together even I mean and I didn't really expect him to have as big an impact on Dave Chappelle that he had think that they had been in a movie together but i didn't know that he affected dave chappelle as much um but apparently he had uh, and he meant a lot to dave chappelle and so that was really cool special moment and so that was that was a really cool deal and i i really enjoyed that one as well it was very different uh than what you know the bob saget tribute that we got we got this it was seeing norm again for the for the last time and then get, seeing all his friends close friends give their opinions on him and it was just um, amazing to hear these stories and stuff and it was really great and definitely worth your time check that out on netflix as well the norm mcdonald uh, nothing special i believe it is and so both of those check those out uh on netflix and uh, i'm not going to give a score on those but i uh also i watched the um the first episode of season four of stranger things with the wife finally about four episodes in now and man is this this show gets from the duffer brothers just gets better and better as it goes along really enjoyed everything about stranger things if you haven't watched stranger things you really you're really sleeping i mean i don't know what rock you're hiding under but uh you need to get out from under it and watch stranger things it's been fun it's been and this season's been really good uh first episode uh got to meet the new uh character eddie really love eddie um then and just love him as a person and his character and uh yeah so don't don't tell me don't tell me anything bad about the the show if it happens uh, so i don't want to know um but yeah i'm not going to talk too much about it because man i'm coming up on this hour and i'm going about to wrap this bad boy up uh but you know we're we're going i'm going on an ultimate marvel adventure where i'm reading 704 issues of the ultimate marvel comic universe that ran from 2002 to 2015 and we finally got into ultimate fantastic four when i read ultimate fantastic four issue one through six 
and this is the origin story of our Fantastic Four and how they went through the end zone, the negative zone, or it's called the end zone in the Ultimate Universe, and became the heroes that they are known as and became Marvel's first family, the, the Fantastic Four, and fought their first villain, Mole Man. And uh, it just it was an amazing... I've never been a huge Fantastic Four person, um, but I really enjoyed those first six issues of Ultimate Fantastic Four, and I... I think this is you know something i could really get into and um it was really fun it was really fun uh, and i'm just giving brief thoughts on this uh ultimate spider-man issue 54 through 59 i read those um and now we're this uh was where in the in the ultimate marvel comics universe they were making a spider-man movie and uh with uh, and who was making it sam rammy uh with toby mcguire <laughs> and uh so very, uh, which in the real world, uh, Spider-Man 2 was coming out around this time. And so this was really cool. Um, Peter wasn't really happy that they were making a Spider-Man movie. Um, and they had Mysterio as the villain, which was going to be played by Bruce Campbell, which was really cool because in Spider-Man 4, um, it was rumored, which was never made, uh, rumored, uh, they were going to have Mysterio in it, and they were gonna, a- and Sam was gonna ask Bruce Campbell to be Mysterio in Spider-Man Four if they had made that in the uh, Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. So that's pretty cool that in the Ultimate Marvel comic that they had him as Mysterio. That was a really fun moment, um, and that this brought back uh, in the in the movie they also had uh, the the villain main villain was Doc Ock. Um, gonna be Doc Ock, and um, so Doc Ock ended up coming back too, and ended up having a good fight with Pete, and then eventually got his arms, um, got captured by Peter and by Nick Fury, and then Nick Fury uh, melted his arms in front of him. So that was a sad moment, and but I feel I have a feeling that we not seen the last of Doc Ock, but we'll see. Then read Ultimate X Men number forty through forty five. This was the New Mutants arc which introduced uh the president uh made his own team of of mutants called the new mutants um so that they would be in a better public eye because you know per, because a lot of people don't like professor x uh, emma frost was leading this team they ended up getting beast to join the team and some stuff happens um and some things have been brewing behind the scenes in the in the hierarchy of the american government and some anti-mutant stuff go on and so th- some things happen and s- and uh, tragic stuff happens, but we get to see the this introduced Angel, and then of course Emma Frost, so both cool X Men characters, and uh, so I think it has a good good status quo. What's going to where we're going to go from here, and um, what's going to happen now when these uh, anti mutant people are going to come out more in light, and so and that that we haven't got enough of that in forty five issues, but uh, and you know that's really where we're going to go. Um, in in the in the Marvel Ultimate Universe, but yeah, that's that's all that I have for this week. Um, so, thanks for so much for taking the time out of your day to listen for this hour here. Um, you of course should get to your comic book, local comic book shop uh, next week and get you some comics, including from Marvel. We got the new Daredevil number one from Chip Zdarsky, and um, who's a freaking artist on that? Uh, Marco Cicchetto. Sorry. Uh, got lost on that, but that's a definitely a cool book uh, that's coming out from Marvel Wise. 
Um, DC's got Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 13. What's significant about this book um, coming out is uh, the introduction of Dreamer, who was introduced in the Supergirl show, um, the first transgender superhero. Um, she is coming to the, um, the comic book universe now. So that's really cool, and we're going to get that. Um, I'm really not for sure actually on uh, anything huge coming out uh, independent-wise. Um, I know that a new Barbaric, um, Barbaric being a comic book, um, like I think it was three issues, uh, and uh, for Vault Comics, uh, that uh, we have a new one coming out called Barbaric, The Harvest Blades, issue number one comes out. So you can check that out um, next this next week as well. So good, a lot of good issues to get on. So check that up at your local comic book shop, wherever that may be. And uh, yeah, so thanks so much for taking the time. And uh, uh, so have a good week, and I'll see yeah. you next yeah. week sometime. Yeah. Let's go! It's my destiny!